the DSH, Lee Walker. The adorable one, Alex Todd. And former WWE writer, Rob Hockman. You're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. That's right. It's me. It's me. I am the DSH. I can do that because Rob's not here tonight. And with me is my co-host. The adorable one, Alex Todd. Beautiful, beautiful. And joining us tonight, former WWE employee, Marie Shadows. Marie, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Marie is replacing our former WWE writer host, (laughs) Rob Hockman. She is taking over his duties tonight while Rob uh, tends to personal matters. And we would just like to let you know, Rob, you're in our thoughts and prayers, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, Marie, so how did you end up working for WWE let fans know what your position was and and all of that fun stuff so I got the chance to work with them in 2018 while I was still trying to put in application at the application for being uh wanting to be a writer but you know I had my foot in the door when um I used to work at this place called Spyscape which is here in New York it's a big museum of spies and you get to go through and play games and one of my coworkers was friends with someone who worked at WWE. So, you know, in the business of wrestling, it's all about who you know. So I knew my coworker, then she introduced me to the recruiting manager over Facebook. We got to talking and one thing led to another. I filled out another application. So it took me a total of 29 applications to get my foot in the door to WWE. So whoever out there who has a dream, don't stop believing that you'll get there. I eventually got there. Um, I had no money. So like my buddy, JD Alpha, who's also a wrestler, helped me out to get a train ticket to, uh, for the Metro North all the way to Connecticut. So I could have my interview over there, like during the summer, um, I get on the train, I go to Connecticut, I get off and I walk my butt in the summer heat all the way to the production studios just to, uh, have this interview and, finally go into this little room where there was cubicles and there's like a cutout board, like John Cena in the back of the door. And they sat me down and explained the position and the position was being part of the WWE network logging team. So like before we had the WWE network and um, you know, we fixed the SEO. So if you want to find John Cena matches, you can find John Cena matches, Kurt Angle matches, you can find it. Like we just made it stronger for you guys to search for it. So they walked me through everything. I knew all of WWE's uh, like history and product knowledge and got the job. Um, I got the call a couple of days later. I accepted it. And then it was, you know, nonstop for uh, three months, Monday through Friday, back and forth from where I live in the Bronx all the way to Connecticut and, you know, coming back home. Um, I do not regret going to WWE. I made it as my like seven year old dream that got accomplished. Um, I do have some fun stories from there, but you know, in the end, they let me go in October. Uh, just, I always say budget cuts, but it was just like good cop, bad cop that like, they let me go on bullshit, but that's how I got there. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So part of the WWE network, um, did you ever take offense when you would like be on Facebook or see social media posts, fans being negative towards the network? No, (laughs) because I understood where they were coming from because I was even frustrated with some of the rules that they put in place. I remember like the first week I was there, you know how Chris Benoit is a very touchy subject and Mm -hmm. we have to go through lots and lots of footage And, you know, depending on what they assign you, you have to like really be careful about like what you put for the SEO. So for one week, it was like Chris Benoit is okay. So make sure to tag Chris Benoit. Week week number two, the bosses come in and they're like, oh, no, um, 
Vince doesn't want that. Vince wants you to change it up. So we, the workers didn't have to do it. The supervisors had to do it, but we as the workers had to know that we couldn't do it for the second week. And then the third week came and they were like, eh, it's okay now. And then the fourth week, they were just like, all right, never mind. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of everything. So I understood fans when they were complaining about the WWE network and this didn't work or that didn't work or, you know, just their complaints because I had those frustrations over there working with them. Okay. That's crazy too, because like talking uh, on another aspect of the company, like with Rob, who's normally on their show, who was in creative, he said it was basically the same thing of having to deal with that in creative one week. They'd be like, okay, this is okay to do this. And then the next week it's like, we're totally forgetting about it. So it kind of seems like it was like that all across the board. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, having, having worked on the network, I'm going to assume you have used Peacock. No, because um, this project was supposed to be like a six month project, right? Yeah. So like I got there in 2018, like Peacock wasn't a thing. Um, they weren't talking about it behind the scenes. Uh, what they were talking about behind the scenes was that they were joking about WWE buying Disney instead of that rumor going around of Disney buying WWE. Like it was always a like a backstage joke. And I was like, you guys are not going to buy Disney. Like, that's not going to happen. But um, yeah, Peacock was never talked about uh, in 2018, but it was supposed to be like a six month temporary contract, but obviously it went a little bit longer. Um, I left in three months because they gave me a bullshit answer uh, for why they let me go. So, you know, um, that's what I had to deal with, but we weren't talking about Peacock at that time. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, because, you know, if, if, you know, fans being really frustrated with the WWE network at times was bad. Peacock is terrible. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> it is terrible. It's not even necessarily the app itself that's terrible as it is the, the WWE section yeah. of it. They, the, the transferring of all of the media from the network over to their their little sub portion of peacock did not go well and it's yeah. still not great <laughs> so the funny thing is is i actually used peacock recently uh, and i'm only going to tell this story because he was just calling me right now <laughs> uh, mr hughes i went to go watch the mr hughes versus mr perfect 1993 king of the ring match because i'm working on his autobiography and the, the only reason why I bring it up is, you know, because he was just calling me, that match isn't even on there. The 1993 King of the Ring pay-per-view itself isn't even on there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that just kind of went missing. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that they did not use. Um, another example is ECW, WWE version is on there. And the version of ECW on TNN, when it was a more relaxed ecw anything before that though is not on there for ecw from which i have found Sounds about right. <laughs> you know and, and yeah you know let's not also count out like a lot of other things that they have taken out as you brought up like with chris benoit now that stuff is there um or you know even a lot of his matches, there are some matches that, you know, he was in that, mm -hmm. that you do see, but even on commentary, like when they're saying his name, there's, there's no audio there, yep. you know? Um, but most the, notably, I believe in uh, the WrestleMania 20 pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. That one specifically, there's a lot of blotted out of his name and everything, but um did you ever have any frustrations working on the WWE network or were there ever any, like, did you ever get to work with any talents that might've come through at all or anything like that? Well, here goes story number one. Um, <laughs> I love so, story. Um, I mean, I only got frustrated with the fact of you can add Chris Benoit and then you can't add him, and he had to memorize that stuff. But for the most part, I just sat there and watched WWE programming eight hours a day, which was freaking fun. But here goes story number one. So you guys remember when we had the women's evolution back in 2018 and mm -hmm. the time where um, Alicia Fox was also in Connecticut and she was getting trained by Natalia because I think there was that like uh, replacement thing that was going on. 
So yeah. like both of them were at the headquarters. And just to keep in mind that where I was at, my division was in like another part of Connecticut, which wasn't too far, maybe like a 10 minute drive or whatever. So we're going to call him Adam number two, who was like one of the other big bosses um, who's, who no longer works there. He's part of the recent uh, releases. Um, so he's over there at the main building. So is Natalia. And Natalia gets wind of that, like, oh, we have new hires working on a WWE network. And she's like, oh, I want to go visit them, right? Just to pick up our spirits. And he basically tells her no. And the only reason why that, like, I know this story is because he decided to come over that same day and just tell everybody in the damn um, little area that we were in. He was just like, oh yeah, Natalia wanted to come over, but I told her no. And I was just like, what? Like, I wanted to meet Natalia again. Like, she's mad cool. Like, I love her. <laughs> you got to tell her no. Like, man, that, that, that's so fucked up, <laughs> you know? Excuse my language, but yeah, that, there goes story number one. <laughs> that's a little ridiculous. You'd think you'd want, like, even, you know, even with a company as big as that, you'd think if, you'd, if someone wanted to meet someone, you'd want to keep company morale up. Yeah, and the, and the other thing about that too is is you know the morale aspect, but the the aspect that I'm focusing on is I look around the room uh, with a ton of action figures everywhere. Being a wrestling fan, working for WWE, so you would automatically just assume that everyone's a fan of the product, right? Oh, hold on, wait, wait, I gotta stop you there. I need to stop you there because they're hiring okay. process wasn't that so not everybody that i worked with was a fan they they had like okay so i would be like a hundred percent like all in uh two other co-workers that that, that worked with me during the morning shift were 100 like i was like you guys are certified like i'm giving you guys my benefit of the doubt then the other guys that were there oh my god you don't know how many times they asked the supervisor hey what is this when it was clearly like a ladder or like some type of regular move and he didn't know what it was or why like Liv's tongue was like blue or like why they're doing this, why they're doing that. Like I was there like, you guys need to know the game that you're in. You know, I was the only one that knew. So their hiring process was basically like, oh, cool. You, you have these skills, awesome, come in. You don't really have to know about wrestling in the department I was in. So you can't honestly make an assumption of like everybody has um uh, it's a fan of wwe because most of those people there weren't wow well still for the ones that were you think you'd be like yeah, why not have some of the superstars come over and meet the team that are working on their stuff and hey yeah I'm, i i know i'm i'm natalia but you know i have a few extra hashtags that i use on twitter that you could put in there for me so people can find me better type deal right. you know like i would i would have like if I was a superstar, yeah, I'd go meet the team to like schmooze them over and, mm -hmm. and be like, yo, add a few extra tags in there for me type deal. Definitely, man. But they but they didn't let her do that. Um, and then we never really had anybody. My other coworker was like, he was waiting for like Triple H just to pop in and be like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, that that kind of that's, that's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I always like. I always said like the goal anytime for any job would be just to go to WWE, but you know, there's always like that. What if, you know, what, if, you know, like what if triple H walks through the door right now? Oh yeah. Like what I'd, if, I'd probably shit my pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what if, you know, I, I, you know, and it doesn't matter what position, if you're in the warehouse or, mm -hmm. you know, in the, you know, the main building at Connecticut and the offices right. or prime example with, with Marie here, mm -hmm. Just imagine, like, you know, that big shot yeah, right? through the yeah. door. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. That Yeah, you know, I, I, I would love for something like that. And, and, and was that the only opportunity that you knew of that that had happened? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was only there for, like, three months, so it kind of went pretty quick. But, like, that was the only incident of, like, um, Adam number two telling Natalia not to, like, come over and, like, you know, hang out with us for just like a little bit. She wasn't even going to like stay there the whole day. Like just come by and just hang out. No, that was, that's the only one. Wow, man. And I'm a big heart fan. So like, I would like, if I would have found that out and I was working there, I would have been pretty mad. 
Yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's that's uh that that bite. I you said he doesn't work there anymore, right? No, he uh he actually got released. So like all those people that got released uh recently, like a couple months ago, he was one of them. And I was just like, man, I I, I could be really I, I could like, you know, hit you with something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I would say that's karma for yeah. not letting Yeah, me... definitely. <laughs> that is karma right there. That is karma. Now, sure. Marie, I know that you also have your own podcast. So please let fans know where they can find all of your information from your podcast, where you can find that, Twitter, all your social media. By all means, go ahead and plug away. Mm-hmm. All right, so I am Marie Shadows. I am the host and the creator of the Square Circle Podcast and also the host and the creator of the Ring Crew Vlog. The Square Circle Podcast covers all reviews from AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and my days at WWE, which I have more stories on there. You can find the audio at anchor.fm forward slash Square Circle Podcast. If you want to support the vlog, which is my journey on the indies, and for me to be booked as a female commentator for your promotion, head over to youtube.com forward slash Square Circle Podcast to check that out. And then also, if you want to follow me on Twitter for all of my wrestling takes, at Marie underscore Shadows is where you can find me. And if you want to take it a step further, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Marie Shadows, because together we are making wrestling memories. I like that. You heard it here. I need to up my game when it comes to plugging our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Phenomenal. Incredible. Phenomenal right there. She can commentate our podcast. We can get rid of you. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I'm wow, just man. Kidding. Wow. I'm just I'm already, kidding. I'm getting thrown under the bus over here. I'm just kidding. We like to have fun. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting thrown under any buses anytime soon. <laughs> After all, she is filling in tonight for us. True. So I'm happy there. Absolutely. You know, um, Marie, let's talk some extreme rules, shall we? Sure. Let's do this. We have Demon King Finn Balor coming back, as we saw on SmackDown, to take on Roman Reigns. My thing here is now we've seen Finn Balor already lose. So now we have the demon back, mm-hmm. which I love the demon. Do you love the demon? I do. Marie, do you love the demon? I saw him live. Yep. <laughs> Does he win at Extreme Rules? I want him to, but we all know that's probably not going to happen. My thing is, is that as the demon king, he's only lost once ever. It was um, to Samoa Joe in NXT. So he's only got one loss under his belt. So the odds are good for him, but he's facing Roman Reigns. So also the odds are not good for him. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are going to factor in here. Like we have the Usos. We've seen them interfere time Mm -hmm. and time again. Now it's it's extreme rules. I don't I don't know if they made it um, an extreme rules, an extreme rules, you know, type match yet or not. I don't believe they have yet. Um, Yeah, um, I don't think so either. I'm honestly expecting some sort of DQ finish here, whether it be Ooh. from the Usos, whether it be Brock Lesnar, but somewhere I see some sort of interference playing a, a role in this match. Kind of a way to save both of them, really. Yep. And if it's mm. if it's the Usos, then it's Finn Balor wins by DQ. If it's Brock Lesnar, I could see it. I see it being Roman wins by DQ. Absolutely. Um, it's just just the way I see it. I mean, you don't bring back somebody like Brock Lesnar and then have the champion fight somebody else. They're obviously waiting for a bigger pay-per-view to have Lesnar versus Roman. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I, I just I don't see Finn being the one to win it because they want Roman versus Brock. I'd almost say just don't have the match at that point, but I want to see the demon. Yeah. See with, with, with your logic, it, it makes sense. Like, you know, um, I don't really think too much about WWE these days, but uh, your logic is definitely making sense. And then you have to bring up the question of if they are going to hold off for Brock versus Lesnar, why bring the demon back? 
you know, unless we're going to get like a triple threat. And that's going to be kind of interesting, too, because Lesnar never faced uh, Balor. So that could be the interesting dynamic there. And I don't know what I mean, we're not going to wait for WrestleMania because that would be like a WrestleMania match. But like, I don't know what other pay-per-view you can put it on. That would be like, oh, my God, I have to buy the pay-per-view, you know? From what I've heard, Brock versus Roman is most likely taking place on the their return to Saudi Arabia. So that would make sense. Um, yeah, no, it's not even that he's facing Roman. That's the biggest reason I don't see him winning. It's more or less the impending match with Brock Lesnar. If they're bringing Brock back to face Roman, that's not going to be a non-title match. It just, it, yeah. it's not going to happen. But the other thing I was thinking of too is they've been, for the most part, pretty good about Balor's booking since he came back up to the main roster. The only other thing that I'm thinking of is that maybe this match is going to set up for interference with somebody else that we're not aware of yet that's going to set up Balor's next feud. Could be Seth Rollins. Could be anybody. Well, I know one person that it's not, and that is... I know you're waiting for me to say a ridiculous name, but I'm actually not going to say a ridiculous name. I'm going to say Karrion Cross, uh, And I'm bringing Karrion Cross up because Karrion finally spoke on his new ring gear. Yeah, he did. He finally, like, we finally have some sort of an answer as to why he's wearing the mask, at least. I'm going to read that off on Twitter from his Twitter account at WWE carrying cross. We all wear masks and the time comes when we cannot remove them without removing some of our own skin. We understand how dangerous a mask can be. We all become what we pretend to be. Perhaps I intend to expose that dot, dot, dot painfully. And it's a photo of him in the mask with the, studded chaps looking like axe and smash from demolition <laughs> so Jeez, if we, man. you know if nothing else he's a good sport about what they're making him do yeah i was gonna say that sounds like a company answer because he's playing the character so why not give that type of answer so mm-hmm. and, and, and that's exactly what he did right there but um so it's a it's it's a an answer or like a statement from him, but it still doesn't actually answer why any of it is happening. We don't no. need Mad Max again. We've we've seen that time and time again. Right. You know. Okay, good movie, but it's you know when the Road Warriors first started. That's kind of what they looked like. Demolition. It's exactly what they looked like. You could even take it a step further as far as the powers of pain, too. Yeah. Because they were a knockoff of the knockoff. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, so everybody would, you know, they had the face paint and, and all that. And it's just demolition had face paint and masks. And, you know, we saw the change later on in the in the Road Warriors. Literally, I mean, that was their name, the Road Warriors. So right. we saw their change later on. Right. They, with the studded spikes and everything like that and the shoulder pads and stuff. But, uh, Marie, I got to ask, what do you think of this mask? And what do you think of his whole gear change? I hate it. At the same time, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, you know, I've always said it, especially when I saw uh, Cameron Cross in NXT and when he's paired with Scarlett. If you remove Scarlett, that's it. This guy is in the water. He cannot uh, float. He's sinking and he doesn't have a personality, you know? And I'm like, I get it. Like you have a really great body. You have a great physique for the business. I totally get that, but you need a personality. If you don't have a personality, how am I supposed to cheer for you or boo you? And then putting a mask, dear WWE, it does not work. Like if you're covering him up for something, like you should just left him in NXT with Scarlett to do some other stuff or whatever, but it's not working for me. And I do not care. And he 100% needs Scarlet because, like you said, she is his mouthpiece. Yeah. And removing the mouthpiece, you're left in trouble. And mm-hmm. I was going to say, have you ever heard Brock Lesnar try and cut a promo on his own? Yes. We have. <laughs> but we have. <laughs> he had something I was going to ask, too, and this was a good one. It was relating to Cross. And now it just slipped my mind because you had me with that one. My bad. You got me. You got me. My bad. 
Um, oh, that no, that's what it was. Uh, Marie, have you seen the meme with uh, Johnny Morrison and Karrion Cross? Oh, yeah. With the Venom now? With yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, and it's got like the picture right above it of them headlining an impact pay per view for the yeah. world title. Yeah, and that's like where we were, yeah. where we are. Yeah, and, that's and, so sad to look at it and be like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> like, come on. And especially, it's it's really sad if you watched the the match on Impact and then saw what what we got on Raw. Uh-huh. That was that. That's where you're like, "Wow, okay." This is what we got. Wow, this yeah. is bad. I mean, if you watched the match on Raw, I, I just I don't watch Raw anymore. <laughs> I caught it, and then someone sent that meme like pretty much right <laughs> after the match, and I was just like, "Wow!" I was gonna say, I think it was me that sent it to you. So from my <laughs> from my phone, I actually you know YouTube the Impact match, and then it's great. I li- like I literally wanted to write to WWE and be like, "You should be ashamed of yourselves." <laughs> But I, I knew no one would read it anyway, so there was no yeah. point. But yeah, I thought that was, I thought the meme was funny. Like I had to ask about it just because <laughs> we're talking about Cross and everything that they're doing so wrong with him right now. We, I might as well just add fuel to the fire. Yeah, honestly, at this point, the 2010 version of NXT was better than Monday Night Raw is currently. Yeah. <laughs> I would have even taken the reality show that they did. That's what I'm talking about the first one. Oh yeah no that's what i mean yeah oh terrible you know speaking of uh adding fuel to the fire let's talk about a little wwe aew things that are going on right now sure murray we know over the summer kevin owens tweeted out coordinates yeah led to mount rushmore yeah for you don't know what Mount Rushmore has anything to do with wrestling. I <laughs> would actually be Kevin Owens stable while he was in, I believe it was pro wrestling gorilla, right? Yeah. Should have been. Yeah. There. Yeah. 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 P- PWG. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and for fans who don't know who was in that stable, Adam Cole, Kevin Maybe Steen, <laughs> as we know is Kevin Owens. That's right. Yeah. And the Young Bucks. Yep. Well, we know where three out of those four are in AEW right now. And Kevin Owens' contract, as Fightful has learned, is not ending in 2025. It actually comes up in January 2022. Mm -hmm. Now, my esteemed partner over here, Alex, the adorable one, has found out that Kevin Owens, or not Kevin Owens, that Sami Zayn's contract yep. is also set to expire. Um, however, we don't know the date. I was going to say, they haven't released like an actual date yet, but supposedly it's even earlier than Kevin Owens' uh, contract expiring, and it's supposedly before the end of this year, if that is true. So, Marie, my question is, are these two superstars from WWE, if their contracts do expire and don't resign, can you see them going to AEW? Most likely. <laughs> Most I, likely I, it's happening. I think Kevin Owens is a no-brainer. Uh, I think the start-stop push for him personally has been too much over the years. Sami Zayn, I could see possibly going either way because he's got a good heel run going on, but I think Kevin Owens is gone. And also, uh, earlier this week on Twitter, I pointed out to you, the Young Bucks actually changed, uh, and Kevin Owens changed their locations on Twitter. The Young Bucks now says there, and Kevin Owens says almost there. Yep, that's what they did. Wow, all right. Okay, well, adding more fuel to the fire then, apparently, <laughs> is what we're getting. Definitely. I am a big fan of Kevin Owens, as Alex knows. Uh, I have been under the circumstance of being roasted by Kevin on Twitter once. <laughs> it was amazing. Not going to lie. It was actually probably one of my proudest moments. However, uh, knowing that, and when you actually go back to look for that tweet from Kevin Owens uh, of him tweeting out um, the things for Mount Rushmore there, yeah, yeah. Uh, he deleted it. 
you can't find it now. Good thing is people take screenshots of literally everything nowadays. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was able to find the photo of the coordinates in the tweet and everything, but you can't, you go to his Twitter account you can't go back and find it. It ain't, you know, he, he took that down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for one could see the both of them going. Um, I know that Sammy is, you know, they're, they're both pretty much regularly on TV. Sammy's in a good heel run right now, but the way they had him lose the intercontinental championship, you know, would have made me salty just because he was home during COVID and right. essentially couldn't defend it. So just strip him of it. And then, you know, the, yeah. I understand the whole storyline that happened after that. That's cool, but I would have been frustrated. And as far as Kevin, I, Alex, I agree with you. The start, stop, start, stop can be pretty frustrating, mm-hmm. you know, you know, especially I'm, I'm sure these guys are told all sorts of things under the sun definitely, to get them to, get them to commit you know, be part of it. But, you know, now we're seeing with AEW that there is another option out there where you can make the same amount of money, if not more. So um, I can see the both of them going. I, my only fear is just like anybody else, AEW has signed a lot of talent and they have a lot of talent. I believe if you include the, the YouTube shows, have something like 108 to 120 some some yeah in a way yeah yeah you know around there you know something like that uh i know that a lot of those talent you know a lot of the talents can go to other independent shows and stuff like that which i absolutely love yeah because that that literally means like every company out there you know impact aw ring of honor Mm -hmm. mlw all allow their talents to work elsewhere Mm -hmm. yeah we're seeing through that the working relationships with impact AEW and some of these other ones that, you know, they switch on and off with, with them. WWE is like a standalone. They don't, they don't allow their talents to do that. And even like with media, they're like, they're, they're very strict with. So Marie, my question here will be how long can they stand alone for as a lone wolf in wrestling and still stay on top. If we're, I mean, this is only pertaining to WWE because everyone else is having fun. Um, yeah. I think that uh, they're gonna. I want to say they're gonna stay as a lone wolf for a good while because um, essentially they've always been that way because of Vince buying up all the territories and he's number one. I mean, if that didn't kill his business, then I don't think this boom in wrestling is gonna kill it. Either way, they're still going to market to like kids and kids are going to have their parents buy the stuff and then they're going to bring in celebrities like they always do. So I don't think WWE is too worried about the situation, what's currently going on. They're allowing the pro wrestlers that they sign to be pro wrestlers when they get released. They're like, hey, you know, we're not looking for this right now. We're looking for more like of an entertainment, more of a Hollywood type of appeal because, you know, you want WWE wants to attract the casual fans. AEW is not attracting casual fans. Like if a casual fan went to go watch AEW, they're going to be like, what's happening? I don't know what's, ha- I don't know what's going on. They're going to be all overwhelmed. And then an AEW fan is going to be like, oh, did you watch BTE? That casual fan is going to be like, what the hell is BTE? You know, WWE doesn't really have that like second part of what AEW has. So I don't think WWE is going to go under anytime soon. They're still going to remain strong and in their bubble because they're so good at their formula. Right now, uh, we have this boom in wrestling. There is no formula, so we could do whatever we want. But WWE has their formula. They're sticking around for for years to come. I like that. That was a great answer. That was a very good answer. Wow. <laughs> and I think it's one that everybody really knows too. You know, you've got all these people that'll say that WWE is going to go under, but we all yeah. know. We all know the only way that that. And it's not even them going under. The only way that they're ever going to go away is if Vince pulls the plug on the company himself. If he sells it, dissolutes it, you know, whatever. Um, that's the only way the company is ever going to disappear. It might not be something that we personally like to watch anymore, but it's going to be around. Yeah, I 
I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I just, in, in my eyes, I, we have this big boom right now, which this boom happens normally, I would say like about every 10, 15 years or, you know, maybe even longer. Cause in my eyes, the last big boom came during the attitude era. Yeah. And, I, yeah. You know, now I agree. here we are. We were this close when TNA was going really well, and then it just went down. Yeah, that yeah. it was. Yeah. We it was so close too. Yeah, and, and that was literally TNA's best time too. Imagine if they had not done that, and like things had stayed strong for them, and then we had AEW. Oh, it'd have been great. Oh my god, it would have been amazing. Would have been amazing. Anyway, more AEW news. We're pretty much AEW for the rest of the show. Which is cool because I've been liking AEW. You obviously, I know you like oh, AEW, yeah. Marie. I know you like AEW, don't you? I do. So, this man has retired just as much as Michael Jordan, <laughs> Oof. if not maybe more. Oh my god! And he's young enough where his career is still taking off. To say he's younger than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and younger than us. Which good for him because I wish I was twenty-eight again. Leo Rush. I'm sure everyone's like, what about him? Well, Tony Khan (laughs) openly admitted on Twitter that he's been in talks with Leo Rush to bring him back. Marie, will Leo Rush go to AEW? But more importantly, do you want to see him back in AEW? First of all, I am not a fan and I do not like Leo Rush. So that answers um, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I even said it on my own podcast when I was reviewing new Japan resurgence, I was just like, no, I'm not, I don't, I was never a fan of him. Um, but in response to your question, um, if he wants to continue wrestling, he can just, he needs to stop the whole, I retired because of an injury. And then all of a sudden he can come back and wrestle. I thought that after he was done with all of his uh, New Japan dates that, you know, he'll, you know, actually retire and stuff. But I guess not. I guess we don't have an update on that. But he can go to AEW. I don't know what he's going to do because he might get lost in the shuffle and might end up on Dark and then Rampage. I don't see him in a big storyline. So I don't really know. And I don't really care where he goes. Okay. Well, that, wow. I'm kind of... (laughs) I kind of agree with her. Um, I, I completely 100% respect what he can do in the ring because he's great. He's great in the ring. Um, mine is more of, uh, you know, seeing the things he's said to other people, seeing the things he's done, the start, stop, and retiring. It's just, it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Kind of similar to, like, how a lot of people have started feeling about Ryback, too. It's just, it, when you're attitude is openly not great towards people you kind of tend to rub them the wrong way and they don't want to see you anymore do i think he'd do well if he went to the company i absolutely do um i think that'd be a good place where they could start some sort of junior heavyweight or cruiserweight title something similar to that that's somewhere where he could hang around at first um i don't mind if he comes but as murray said i also don't really care so my personal thought is I didn't like him in WWE. And when I hear him talk, something about his voice, I just do not like. It's like Abraham Washington. If you remember him, I remember him. You can't forget that man's voice either. <laughs> or Tony Atlas's freaking laugh. You can't forget that. <laughs> That's, ah, yeah, ah, that ah, ah, ah. I love <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it's a great laugh but i mean you, it's one of those things you just don't forget yeah uh, but but no as far as i i liked him in wwe or i didn't like him in wwe i'm sorry because he, he he was the mouthpiece for lashley and I, it drove me nuts i didn't mind him in mlw i really didn't i mean he only wrestled a couple of matches i tried not to listen to his promo work but when he was in MLW, he would always talk about his music. It's, you know, he would, oh. he would, he would be at the studio or this or that, you know, cutting his promo. And it's all about the music. And I believe 
Cleo Rush has an album coming out. Another so one? If he, yeah. Oh. So if he's going to, if he comes back, it's going to be more of to promote that, I believe. It's going to be a couple <laughs> matches type deal, promote the album, promote the album, a match, bounce. So he's basically going to then retire again because he got injured or something. Yeah. So he's, he's basically going to steal the gimmick of hit row in NXT. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally down for a wrestler to come back and, and it's totally fine. If Leo rush comes back, the thing that bothers me is like John Cena only came back because he had that DC movie to promote basically is, is, really where I what I think of why he came back. He was doing a bunch of media for the movie, was getting hot and WWE said, come on, we'll air that we'll air that commercial a ton. Oh you that know? and they were going back in front of fans too. Yeah. You know, so they were, you know, they needed someone big and Cena was the guy to do it. Leo Rush to me is not someone who's that big. To be like, yeah, come back. I'll pay you a ton of money and you can promote your rap album. I just, I don't see it. I don't get it. I'm, that's what doesn't make me a fan of Leo Rush. Yeah, totally. So like, ha- like having heard that an album was coming out and then Tony Khan coming out with, yeah, we've been talking. And I'm like, now I know why, but I don't want to see it now. I don't want to see it if it's solely to promote that. Yep. I'd rather you come back because you love the sport because you want to entertain the fans. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll do something where he at a pay-per-view raps a song or something like that. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't care for it if that's what the intent's going to be. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Speaking of Twitter. (laughs) We had Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay going back and forth a little bit. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, let me pull it up here. They were going back and forth when PWI 500 came out and we saw Kenny Omega, numero uno. Mm -hmm. I believe Ospreay was uh, seventh Mm -hmm. on the list. Something like that. He was there. He just wasn't like top, top. Yeah. Um, so they went back and forth on Twitter with Osprey saying, uh, I'd beat up number one any day of the week and twice on Wednesdays. Just saying. <laughs> Kenny got real and he got real fast. Your promotion has been so ice cold since I left that not even Meltzer can convince his followers that you were part of, of any BITW conversation. It hurts me. One of you dorks should have been the guy. Turned out a bigger dog was my only competition. Ah, uh, that's a Roman Reigns shot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep, that was. So Osprey gave some uh, highlights, and Omega left this with him. Open that door. Let's have this conversation. And from what I've heard since then, that that was actually done on purpose because they are planning. A Kenny Omega will last very much. Well, future. and that's where I was going to get to my esteemed <laughs> co-host. Yep. Do we see this on New Japan, AEW, or both? Man, that's a loaded question. Um, I do think we're going to see it on AEW only because uh, Japan is really getting strict with their COVID um laws and how they're handling things like to the point where it's like really really strict so i don't think we're going to get double but in a perfect world i would have loved double maybe you know maybe have it like a wrestle kingdom or something but uh we're going to get it on AEW. i just hope it's not free on wednesday night only because i do not want any theme songs to be cut off i don't want them to squeeze every single little thing into a two-hour show like it needs to be on a pay-per-view with like a 60-minute time limit that's all. <laughs> yeah, these guys need a fair amount of time to really show off uh, their craft and just how well they are in the ring. I agree. And especially when it comes to the presentation of the match, the entrance and everything, we unfortunately saw Minoru Suzuki's entrance get cut a little short this week. So we wouldn't want to see it. Me. 
<laughs> I, I know it hurt me too. <laughs> um, I'm going to agree with you, but for a different reason, I also see it only happening in AEW because there's never really been any update on what Kenny Omega's personal relationship with new Japan is last time we yeah. heard it wasn't great because of him leaving because of the whole AEW promotion starting Obviously, AEW and New Japan have worked together, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the bridge has been mended between Kenny Omega personally and New Japan. So it's it's possible that they don't want him wrestling on their show. Yeah. So I also agree and think it's more likely that we're going to see Will Ospreay show up in AEW. Can we also fantasy book for a quick second? Yes, yes. always. Okay, so in a perfect world, right? Like, fuck COVID, but in a perfect, in a perfect world, if we did manage to get Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega over to New Japan Pro Wrestling um, to have this match, I would like to see Shingo involved in it so we mm. can actually crown who's the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion because Ospreay is running around uh, the States saying that he's the real one while Shingo right. over here is uh, he's going to put himself through the G1 um, and then, you know, I, I don't think he's going to come out on top, but he's going to put himself through the G1 as a champion. And Osprey over here is running around saying who's the real champion. So I would love in a perfect world to have Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey versus Shingo Takagi and whoever wins gets the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship title. Oh, I like that. That's beautiful. Well, also, since we're fantasy booking for me personally, I'd have one more person to that match. Ooh, adding Kuzichka Okada into that match, and it's the best fatal four way of all time. That would be a very interesting fatal four way. And oh, then we can have our uh, how many matches did Kenny and Okada have? Four or five? Uh, four, I think. Four. So basically, if we if we do this style of fantasy booking, but adding him, it'll be four point five. <laughs> yeah, I could Spider-Man. watch Okada. I could watch Okada Omega for the rest of my life. Yeah. Those matches were great. It was so good. Marie, I'm going to add a match to this. Sure. This one's going to get, yeah. (laughs) Kenta versus CM Punk. Oh, my God. That needs to happen. That has to happen. And Kenta's shown up on AEW, too. Yeah. So, look, um, I've said this on other people's podcasts and even on my own. I am no longer a CM Punk fan. I don't really want to get into it. You guys will just have to listen to why I'm no longer a fan. But I, I will die, huh? I already know why. Yeah, yeah, you know why. Um, but I will die on the hill that Kenta was the originator of the GTS and fuck CM Punk for using it because my whole thing is that in wrestling, there's that like invisible rule of you don't use someone else's finisher while they're still wrestling. If Kenta was like, I'm retired, I'm not going to go into wrestling, I'm doing something else in life. And if um, CM Punk wants to use the GTS, I'm not going to be upset, but Kenta is already wrestling and you came back into wrestling and you're still doing the same shit. Get your own finisher. Leave Kenta's finisher alone. And not, to mention, not to mention that Daniel Bryan also did it too with the running knee finisher because that was also one of Kenta's finishers too. Well, I, I would consider that a signature and I know people yeah, might get upset but, I mean, at still, me, but yeah. Yeah, no, still <laughs> same idea though. Like I feel like he he's had such an influence on a different like like many generations of wrestling through his moveset yeah yeah we've seen kenta on aew uh regardless of our feelings towards either one of them that would be a a hell of a match yep i definitely want it and obviously kenta better go over because if not i'll be upset (laughs) i i knew for that reason i had to pick um just because i knew the reason so yeah yeah like, all right, I gotta have fun with this. Um, hey, I don't mind talking shit to other people either, so <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, man. Well, while we have had our ups and downs on tonight's show, let's end on a rather colorful note. Please, no. <laughs> we know that this coming Tuesday, WWE NXT will be debuting its new logo, its new set in arena, and its new 
theme song, I have the both of you shaking your heads and Al is <laughs> looking down in extreme disgust and disdain for NXT right now. Uh, Al, let's get to your thoughts first because you look <laughs> to be more angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I hate it. I, I, and you know what? He, here's what's going to happen, too. This is the worst part, too. We're all sitting here and we're about to talk shit about this. And knowing how wrestling fans are, including just like, you know, the fans like us, we're going to talk so much trash about it. And then the set's going to look great on Tuesday. And then we're going to all have to eat our words. But no, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the color change or any of that, only because like, if it's not broke, don't, fin- uh, don't fix it. And since this version of NXT came about in, what was it, 2012, it's been great. Everybody's enjoyed it. It's been working for almost 10 years. If it's not broke, don't fix it. It's the one thing you got that's not super messed up right now. I just, I don't see the reason hopefully they prove me wrong i don't i'm not hopeful but i just i don't i hate it now it's fucked (laughs) all right plain and simple it is just fucked i've been a big fan you know this i've been a big fan of nxt because it gave you a i want to word this right i don't want to say like a ring of honor feel but it gave you like a feel that you could turn on at the time Wednesday nights and feel like you were watching your home independent. It had an indie show vibe. Yes. So for us, it would be like 2CW or Excite Wrestling. The crowd was always hot, cheering and chanting and, and everything, which they still do. But, I mean, the vibe of the arena in the set that they had, you got, like, a dirt, a dark, dirty-esque type. Grungy. Grungy feel, like a 1970s gym that you would have found Arnold Schwarzenegger in <laughs> with his shirt off and the iron in his hand is rusted because right. it's rusty, because the equipment doesn't get cleaned. <laughs> you know, it was that's what NXT kind of the vibe that it brought right. to me. And when they recently had just had the change in the set where they had the fans behind, you know, the plexiglass, but then they made it look like a steel cage type deal. Oh yeah. That was awesome. That just enhanced it more and, you know, just made it even cooler in my eyes. It gave it like an underground fight club. Feel. Yes. So like now mm-hmm. Tuesday, I'm going to watch, I'm going to see all this, these colors and this bright, vibrant set. And I'm not sure what I'm going to expect. Like I need to, I need, first I need to see it, but I've already judged it. I prejudged it. I think it's going to be, because I saw that when they did the photo of everything, like on SmackDown, when they were doing the theme and all that. I feel like I'm going to be watching Nickelodeon, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) all those colors and stuff. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting ready to watch the adult version of Nickelodeon guts. Mm -hmm. That's the vibe I'm getting now. I hope I'm wrong. And I, and I honestly hope that next Sunday I get to eat my words. I don't know how I'll eat my words. I'll just print it out on paper and (laughs) slices of bread, maybe figure it out and I'll just eat it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and, and then all the talent, you know, they've released a bunch of talent on top of that, yep. you know, but, you know, and, and then I guess from what I read in reports that they didn't tell a lot of the talent about these changes. <laughs> so like, if I was the talent, I'd be like, what are we getting into now? Like if, you know, it's either going to draw big ratings on Tuesday because fans want to see, you know, in anticipation, or fans like us who have already been mm-hmm. like, you know, this is going to be crap, just might not it. even tune in. Yeah. What do you think? How, how, what's your opinion on all of this? Um, I don't know what to expect. And that's probably like the most scariest thing, because at least with WWE, you know what you're getting. Like when Raw first came about, you know what you got. SmackDown came about, you know what you got. When NXT first formed, you knew what you got. And it like it really did feel like an indie home 
you know, and it kind of gave a platform to all the indie wrestlers that were coming up in Ring of Honor and also Evolve um, and showing it to worldwide audiences that couldn't buy a ticket to go to the next town that Ring of Honor was in or Evolve was in. So that was like their way of connecting with the fans by sitting, you know, having them sit at home, watch it on the TVs. And that was like their like biggest platform. Now that you're releasing these wrestlers to create a campy, maybe good feeling type of NXT, it's like, well, why, why do you want to do that? If you didn't want the wrestlers, you could have released them. And then the people you thought that could have been Hollywood enough, just put them on the main roster and then, you know, say goodbye NXT. That's it for now. Because, you know, if, if this is over them losing to AEW and moving to Tuesdays, then that would have been like the perfect time to be like, all right, this really didn't pan out. We don't want NXT anymore. It's too much for like cost production, too much for paying people, too much for this. So we got to like accommodate and make everything smaller. So I just hope that when it does happen, that it's not so kiddish where it's like, what the fuck did you do? You know, I'm on the, I'm, I'm in the unknown space about this whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to agree because think about it too. Um, they want to go back to the old format of NXT of like getting people ready for the main roster. But some of these guys, because they're still, I guarantee they're still going to sign a few indie people now and then. I know they kind of want to move away from that. But like you're, you're going to bring in names that are already names and they're going to come to NXT and just like most of them have like a grungy type character too coming from the indie scenes. That's not going to mesh well with this new type of NXT people that are there right now, Tommaso Ciampa, his character is not going to mesh well with this type of theme. It's just, it's going to be counterproductive in my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. The only thing like you just brought up a great point though, that now is going to have me have the conversation go a little longer. Shocker. (laughs) So the, the, The point that you brought up was, was WWE not really signing independent talents as much now. So, like, I know they have, like, all their tryouts and everything like that, but WWE wanted to make it a point where they could make more money. At that point, why not just start opening up your own school? Those talents necessarily at the school all don't have to get signed to WWE. You can make it a a six-month program, a year program, and then the students that carried well, did well or whatever, sign them. Then they go up to NXT and then they start that portion of their training and things like that, you know, through the training center, you know, and, you know, and have their occasional show up as security or, you know, be that random guy backstage who gets beat up or put in a squash match type deal against someone big that just came in type deal. Yeah. I remember when that was Ty Dillinger with DX back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, RIP Stan. Oh, poor man. I don't know. I just see it as a way as like another way for them to bring in money because at least that way there, those talent, like the, the, the talents that go through the course of being in the school, if they don't get signed, they can at least go out in into the independent world and say, I was trained at the WWE school and that, you know, and that helps them out. And then they can hone their craft even more and better. And then maybe WWE will take a look back at them later down the road. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a point that you, when you said that, I was, yeah, no, that's definitely like an addition they could make onto the performance center because they already kind of do a lot of that stuff. Just make it into like, yeah, someone of the class, like what you're, you're saying, kind of similar. I feel like similar to like what the, uh, like the ring of honor dojo was, or, you know, the new Mm -hmm. Japan school that they have. Definitely a good idea. You know, and then, you know, speaking of NXT, we know that, uh, we're not going to get WWE NXT Japan the apparent relationship has kind of ended can kind of blame COVID for it. Um, Fans recently freaked out that WWE NXT UK was folding. And we saw that that was just the, it was like a subdivision within the company. Yeah. It was like the The withholding. Yeah. The withholding. Yeah. And, And fans had a big freak out and, 
uh, the dirt sheets wrote about it. And then finally some dirt sheets were smart enough to, you know, research and actually look the information up and contradict those original stories that mm-hmm. people had posted, because we know that in the journalism world of professional wrestling, AKA these dirt sheets never ever retract an article that they've written. You know. Marie is shaking her head, <laughs> laughing. Marie, are you a are you a DSH? I have no idea what that is. Neither did I for the longest time. And he's my co-host. Are you a dirt sheet hater? Man, I just wish that um they could just stop bugging people and making up stories and um just you know talking shit to other people online while they try to put a wall over it of like, oh, mental health, mental health guys. Oh, you know, we shouldn't be bullying other people and shit, but you're hounding people for sources. And it's like, just let them rest and enjoy wrestling and look at it from a kayfabe perspective. Uh-huh. So I guess I am. I don't she know. Like she's talking. <laughs> Marie, you sound like you're talking about somewhere I used to write called Ringside News. Because mm. that sounds very, very familiar. It's them and like another person too. (laughs) I have a hunch I know who that is. My biggest thing is that like for people, for people like us who work hard and put out original content, it gets like swept under the rug as the last thing to be seen while like dirt sheet writers are like fans like go after them first. And it's like, guys, I got original content over here that you might like, like come support us too. Right, and it's of us actually talking to the people in the business and getting the stories. Like, we'll talk to those wrestlers. We'll talk to the writers. We'll talk to, you know, the people that have worked for the WWE Network, like yourself. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you get, it's a little frustrating sometimes because it's, it's hard to get traction going. But then you've got, you've got a company, and we're going to use Ringside News here for a moment, uh, <laughs> who's just literally sitting in front of a keyboard just going, yeah, good enough. And they send it out. Yep, that's exactly it. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it's frustrating. I totally and, get it. It's and you know, with, with my connections in the business and like who I know, um, I don't contact them and be like, hey, can you give me a scoop so I can like get some traction? I'm just like, yo, you go live your life and I'll try to help you as best as I can, but I'm not going to put, you know, your um, personal life out there or whatever, unless you give me the okay to, but I'm not going to do that. I like to make my own original content and stuff. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we are saying here is support us podcasters. Mm-hmm. We do know what we're talking about. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, fans, yep. next <laughs> Sunday's show will include the audio from my interview with WCW's Glacier. Uh, so, next Sunday, be looking look forward to that. Marie, please let fans know one last time. Alex, I want you to listen because you're going to do this part next. Marie, go ahead and plug away. All right. I am Marie Shadows. It's been a blast to be on this show for you guys to get to know me a little bit more. I am the host and the creator of the Square Circle Podcast and the host and the creator of the Ring Crew Vlog. You can find the audio version of all of my wrestling reviews such as AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, and even my WWE days at anchor.fm forward slash Square Circle Podcast. And if you want to take it a step further, I do have a YouTube channel that has my vlogs where I go around the indies and uh, vlog about me doing ring crew, trying to get into wrestling commentary and more. Head over to youtube.com forward slash Square Circle Podcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter for all of my wrestling takes, at Marie underscore shadows is where to find me. And one last thing, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Marie shadows, because together we're making wrestling, commu- we're making wrestling memories. You guys take the first one. The first one was better. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al, you're it's, up. It's not going to be anywhere near as good as that, but I'll try. Let me just warm up a little bit for a moment. <clears throat> we're going to try something new. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, perched on the top rope, proudly presents to you its list of social media. If you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram, 
It is Perched Top Rope. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, anywhere else, TikTok, Perched on the Top Rope. And you can find us as Perched on the Top Rope on anywhere where you can find podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. You can find us on Amazon Music. Basically anywhere that you can find big podcasts, we've actually slowly made our way on there. And other than that, all I have to say is she did a much better job than me. Marie, do you have cameo so we can pay you to say all that stuff for us? <laughs> I've been thinking about getting one, man. But um, just shoot I've me. Lost, just I've lost my job. I'll see my way out. <laughs> you got me earlier, so I, I had to. Oh no, that's fair. I pay back. It was due. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, that is that time. So remember, spoiler free is the way to be. We're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.